Content warning. Today's episode involves body horror and graphic descriptions of body mutilation. Today on The Terrible Warriors. Aiden, Autumn, and Blue have boarded Flight 191 en route to Italy. They do not know who they are meeting. They do not know why they were given these tickets, but they do know that they cannot stay where they are. What are they running from? What did they see the night that they found Blue? This is the second chapter in our Cult Divinity Lost Actual Play, so if you have not yet listened to our Session Zero or our first episode, you should go back into the feed, listen to them first. This is Part 2, Takeoff. You guys are seated uh, on the uh, the second part of the airplane. You go up the stairs into these lovely chairs. Everything's so elegant with glass ceilings and the like. Uh, and these little cabins with a bed. It's truly a luxurious experience. This is a big plane because planes with a yes. second floor don't... Uh, we're dealing with the like, 777... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this thing is yeah. huge. Um, definitely new and, and fresh. You can kind of smell it um, as people start wandering in. Uh, and yeah, you're shown to your Okay, so cabin. we're not the only passengers on this plane. Correct. Yeah, okay. there are other passengers. While the airport... Like that might have been a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was, you know, the airport uh, was for the most part empty. But as you guys come in, people just continue to pour in to this airplane bit by bit it starts getting loud uh, almost like a high school lunch room um, but you guys at least can find some solace in your room which when you close it uh, you realize that it's mostly soundproof nothing escapes and as the door slides closed you guys are left alone illumination from the top on these three LED strips um, a lovely twin bed uh, in the center uh, with a nightstand that's kind of part of the floor it raises up you have your overhang a place where you can put your objects it's kind of right above three windows uh, which look out into the, uh, the terminal are there are there seats within the room? Yes, there are seats. There are three of them uh, placed against the wall with like seat belts and stuff. Blue's just going to beeline for a seat and pull out the pamphlets that have the information on what to do in case of emergency and start like very methodically going through and like checking the things that she can survive the airplane crash. <laughs> hmm. Is Aiden the kind of person who takes his shoes off on the plane? I think he is. I think he always has been. I think he's that kind of professor. So he just immediately sits down. He just starts taking off his shoes, his socks. He just starts massaging his feet. Going, yeah. it's going to be a nice seven-hour flight. Fly yeah, you through the night. That It'll be sunrise and a new continent. Uh, your toenails are a little bit blue. From all that standing around and waiting. My malnutrition. My diet's been affected this past year. 
Uh, and Blue, as you're looking down at these uh, things, turning to the, the first page, um, you see this little girl, uh, and it says, in case of emergency, and you flip the page, and the little girl raises her hand, uh, and this uh, a very tall, slender-esque man uh, stands by her, uh, and then you flip it again, and it says, reach for daddy, and the arms uh, pick up the little girl and bring it out of the frame. All drawn like one of those safety manuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, Jesus. Uh, uh, Blue's gonna like visibly sweat uncomfortably for a moment, sort of like just like go pale. Um, it's fine to be nervous, Blue. It's your first time that you remember flying. Just relax. It'll only be a few hours, and we'll be we'll be back on solid ground. If she flips back through, does it have the images changed back to... No, no. They're staying there? Yeah. Blue is going to show it to Aiden. You see it, Aiden? Little little kid, reach for daddy. Is that... I thought... (laughs) The internet told me that uh, there would be information on putting on a, a ventilation mask as well as life jackets, and this seems... Yeah, it, looking at it, yeah, it, it, just some cruel prank. Someone came in here, has replaced it, just like you see on the internet. They've gone through and they've photoshopped their own thing. This is this is quite dangerous. Here, go into one of the other cabins. I saw the next one was empty. They probably have a proper safety manual in there, and you can go bring that one in here. This this is just uh, this is just some silly joke. Yeah, and blue. When you said internet, you had like this pain of uh, this lightning shoot up from your right eye migraine oh no Blue has migraines often-ish she thinks it's just this is what happens life is pain <laughs> life is pain existence is pain Blue is going to get up and she's going to go out to the hall and, and look for uh, like to see if, is there a cabin she can just walk into yeah, a- you you go. I mean, they're all closed. It looks like, but mm-hmm. you can go to the next one and open it. Yeah, Blue's gonna do that. She's gonna go in, not not just straight to the point, going for the pamphlet, picking it up, and flipping the page to see if it's different. Yeah, you go in on the first one, uh, sliding the door open, and immediately you hear the wet sounds of something smacking against something else. Looking in, you realize that there is a man uh, behind this woman on all fours. Um, we're still in. Sex. We're still in the taxi. We're still like yeah, the gangway yeah. is still on yeah. the plane. Like we haven't even done like pre-flight <laughs> yeah. check yet. Are they reacting to me having opened the door? Yeah, like the the, the <laughs> woman like grabs the uh, the blankets and the man as as he pulls up you he pulls up his <laughs> his pants and you realize he's wearing a pilot's outfit. Uh and he just kind of pulls up and he's like, uh, "You're not supposed to be here." Oh, uh, sorry. There's been an error with our safety pamphlet in the cabin above. I'd Take appreciate- it up with one of the hostesses. Please do not go into anyone else's cabin. Do you do realize you could be thrown in jail for that? No. Okay. Come here. No, come here. Oh. Who will come forward? You kind of this guy is naked, dick out. Well, like oh no, no, uniform, he's, dick yeah, out. He's, he's like, yeah, he, he's okay. pulled, he's pulled his <laughs> pants up and is like zipped okay. it, and, and it's currently in the process of 
you know, strapping in his mm-hmm. belt, uh, putting it around him. The woman is just kind of carefully, um, uh, just kind of on the side in the dark, just putting on the uh, her outfit back and button things up. So why were you looking through people's stuff? Because there's an error in our safety pamphlet that might hinder our safety on this flight, and I wanted to ensure we had the correct information. How old are you? Would Autumn have told her to lie about her age or given her an age to say when people ask her? Um, Probably suggested that you look about like 25. I'm 25. So you should understand people's privacy, right? She's going to sort of look around at the room, look at the woman doing up her stuff. I apologize. I misunderstood how business works on an airplane. This is my first flight. And he shakes his head and just kind of slams into you with his shoulder as he moves past you out into the hallway. Mm. The woman kind of stands up and looks at you. Is she mad? Can I can I tell like any discernible embarrassed mad? Uh, embarrassed. Okay. It's definitely red around her cheeks as she looks at you and she shakes her head. Blue will nod her head at her and then she's just going to turn and grab the safety pamphlet from the chair in that cabin. Yeah, and, and turn and leave if she doesn't leave first. <laughs> no, she'll she'll kind of push past you with the same sort of uh, callous and aggressive way, smacking into your shoulder. Uh, oh, dicks, everyone! And then heading out. Liz is going to go back to the cabin and say to Aiden and Autumn, "I saw people having sex. I think they're mad at me now." <laughs> Choke on myself. Okay, when I said go one of the empty cabins. Maybe I should have said to knock first. Mm. Blue's going to start sit down and flip through her pamphlet now. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you can see that it's the correct information. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Autumn didn't hear because Autumn, the minute they got on the plane, like mm-hmm. was like sat on the seat, cracked open a book she had brought with her and put her headphones on. I was like, I like, I can't. I need to just like not be like in this space mentally. But she sees Blue come and go and is kind of watching her like see her sees her mouth move. It's like, okay, Blue's back. Blue's good. I can go back to like not being mentally here. Because the other thing is, she just cannot handle aiden right now and his fucking feet like get those away from me <laughs> i'm very looking forward to as soon as i can ordering the nicest most complimentary drink that is included in the flight ticket because of course we can't order yeah the and- alcohol i don't have any money on me <laughs> it, it's like um it's like being uh now that you're on the plane it's like being pregnant all the smells are just like extremely potent uh and you know on a normal day you dislike Aiden's smell but <laughs> even getting, more I'm moving today. the uh the, the the air filters in the ceiling and pointing them and getting the getting the going through all the settings and getting the airflow set up and uh yeah it's 
nauseating. It's like a touch screen display for like entertainment and movies and I'm just like pressing through and I come across a basically looks like a match three candy crush clone <laughs> odious man it's like so just like and and I think like one of the cult doctrines are just like men are like base animals so we do not like this is expected but it's just it's just awful it's just not good Relax. So I'm We're trying to dis- waiting for I'm so trying- long in that terminal. Now we're in this plane. We can just finally let our hair down, put our feet up, and I'm be nice and comfortable. Can you imagine if we were down in coach with the rest of them? You wouldn't be able to put your seat back. Here, you got a whole bed to lie down in. I can't hear you being obnoxious right now, Professor, but I can see your mouth moving and can just like shut up for a little bit. This reminds please. me of that time I flew to Reykjavik. Oh the my Icelandic conference God. On Here change. he goes again. And I like turn up the volume on my headphones. So we can hear like, it. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. The punchline was, and that was the prime minister. That's, no one else is listening to the joke. <laughs> um, it, are yeah. you strapped in? Blue, if you're not, is going to like recommend like, oh, doctor, you should put your, you should sit in the upright position with your tray table locked and loaded next to you. <laughs> Locked and loaded. Locked beside you for takeoff, sir. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Autumn, as you're listening to the music and, and looking out uh, through the windows, you can kind of hear the bed behind you creaking. The one in the room? Yeah. I refuse to look. <laughs> like, I do not. Okay. I like, I'm trying not to look, but obviously I'm like, like I, yeah, like I'm pulled to look and I look over at the bed. You see uh, the leader of your cult, uh, long blonde hair, gorgeous woman. Um, she looks like someone created by the male gaze in every way riding on top of uh, this 20 year old redhead uh, who seems to be completely out of it there's foam leaking out of his mouth um, as if he's been poisoned I'm gonna get a read on that with my magical intuition if Mm -hmm. that's okay Yeah. I'm just like like, I know where I am, and that's not where I am. I got a seven? <laughs> yeah, looking around, you're not in the airplane anymore. You're in, in a room in New York City, a high-rise, uh, probably on, like, the 20th floor, um, in this grotesque and old abandoned apartment room Uh, the bed is not a bed it's just a mattress on the ground and there is a blue silk cloth wrapped around uh, her waist your sisters are around you around her you guys are kind of in this circle surrounding your leader just riding this guy (laughs) 
I, I'm like, I'm silent. I cannot speak because I'm not supposed to speak during ritual. I like, but I feel like enraptured. Like I can't look away either. Um, is this a scenario where I, where I keep it together? Yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah, is that allowed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Try to keep it together. The sounds like the whirring turbines just turned to the sounds of like taxis honking outside the window. Mm-hmm. Oh you're yeah, in like this like exposed brick, big studio room. Yeah, and, and just like on a mechanic standpoint, because I I've rolled to keep it together before. When I get a minus one stability, that goes the dots go under the stability thing and the mm-hmm. okay, okay yeah. great. I've done that. Alright. So I rolled a thirteen, so not the worst. Yeah, so what are you feeling? I'm feeling fascinated. I feel like I cannot look away. I feel drawn in and maybe a little aroused. But also, like, freaked out because this is not where I was a few minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of like whatever you're, wherever you were, it feels more like a dream. And this is, this is where you should have been uh, and are. Um, and as this foam continues to spill out of this man's uh, mouth, um, she looks at you and, and says, It's time. I'm close, Autumn. Do it. Do it now. And everyone's looking at you. Do I know what to do? Is this something that I've seen before, that I've been a part of before? You think about that, and you realize that there's a weight in your right pocket. I reach into my right pocket. Yeah, your hand grasps, like, this uh, metallic handle. Is it a knife? It is. I pull out the knife. A scalpel, to be specific. I pull out the scalpel, and I approach the man foaming at the mouth. I kill him. How do you do it? I draw draw the scalpel slowly. This is what I feel compelled to do in this moment. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is the role that I've been given. I step forward with the shining silver scalpel that is cold in my hand. And I draw it across the throat of the man beneath yeah. my leader. And those two at the same time experience that orgiastic climax. And the group around you rushes forward, their hands exploring this lovely hole you've just opened up on this man's throat, fingernails dipping inside of it and tracing these long red lines down the curvature of this man's neck. He seems blissful. Autumn's pretty blissful right now. She's lost to this moment. She became obsessed and... Yep. She feels good. She did what she was supposed to do. She pleased her leader. Yeah. And as you look, you see Blue, uh, her fingers kind of going in and out of this throat, um, grabbing on to little tendrils of flesh and, and pulling it out like little pieces of thread. Um, and then you're back. 
what was was a dream and what is present is reality you see blue thumbing through the pages um i'm i'm standing i probably got up and moved in the moment and i'm standing over the bed and i'm not holding anything but it feels like i'm holding something still right mm-hmm. i'm kind of trying to like ground myself in the moment I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just standing over the bed. I think I'm like my hands like clenching. I'm looking around as a part of that. Keep it together. Get plus one relation to whatever caused that obsession. Would that be blue in mm-hmm. that scenario? Okay. So I got a plus two relationship with blue now. Hey, sweet pals. <laughs> After a fashion. <laughs> We're, we haven't taken off yet, right? We're like taxiing. Yeah. Yeah, people, you can still uh, kind of feel, because you can't really hear, but you can feel the movements of people moving through the cabin. Yeah, we're on the, mm-hmm. on the second floor, so we might even be able to look down at the gangway and see the movement of people boarding mm-hmm. the plane. There's mm-hmm. a lineup outside in the the gate at the, at the, in the terminal still. There's uh, the blinking lights of the ground crew outside as they're loading suitcases into the plane and Aiden's like see in my day I'd be coming in with all kinds of suitcases and belongings and going through the check-in procedure and we got to avoid all of that because you see Blue we have no belongings (laughs) Blue doesn't laugh Ainsley does sorry (laughs) Um, I suppose that is a big benefit and Blue's gonna like pack her little like tiny I guess like duffel bag that she has packed which just has the best and least creepy of the clothes that she's gotten from Mr. Hastings basically and then like a few little so you didn't bring the black shirt with the sparkle daddy's little girl written on the t-shirt you didn't pack that one hilariously not that not any of the creepy lingerie just (laughs) whoa he's classy he did not buy you lingerie (laughs) um but the little pink dress with the frilly socks. Yeah. yeah. That's she's got. She's got. Oh man. Um Blue's not gonna say anything. She's just she's literally gonna go resume just like sitting perfectly as would have been instructed and in, like as she would have seen the little mannequins in the pamphlet do in her seat now that she's done with that. And I mean, Autumn, are you Autumn, okay? Blue being a nervous flyer, I can imagine. As far as we know, they have no memory of ever being on a plane. But you and autumn you're sweating slowly. is it too hot did, did i turn the heat up too high look i can move the fan on you as well if you'd like me to share autumn slowly turns very slowly to look at callus aiden callus and uh shut your fucking mouth and goes back to her chair <laughs> hand still clenching around the scalpel that isn't there you don't have to be rude about it he goes back to reading whatever <laughs> note bad he's got where he's keeping notes and things keeping dear diary autumn was and- rude to me again <laughs> it's our relationship dynamic um is autumn aware that it was a dream or a vision at this point or is she still kind of like it, it feels like a memory it feels like a memory. Oh. Oh. Mm. 
Oh. <laughs> Aiden's just, uh, what I'm doing, I'm doing right now. I got my toes in the carpet and I'm just curling them into the carpet. And I'm just, uh, you know, touch grass, right? And, uh, Maybe I've found uh, one of the little travel packages in the in the where the safety manual is. It's like, oh look, they've even got a little sleeping mask on, and I can put that on my eyes, and I can sit back. And the best part about an overnight flight is you can sleep through it, and you wake up in a new country, and you don't even have to suffer the jet lag. Oh, uh, Autumn, you should probably tell Blue about the jet lag and <laughs> start <putting> myself <laughs> to sleep <laughs> as I buckle my seat up. I like that assignment for Blue for Autumn. <laughs> Yeah, and there's uh, about like 20 minutes later, there's a knock on the door. Aiden doesn't hear it. He's listening to classical music. He's listening on the classical music channel. He's got his headphones on. Complimentary headphones, of course, the ones that come included. Have we taken off? Nope. No. Is Autumn also sitting there? Not. She's listening to music as well, right? Um. No, it's been. Yeah. It's taken 20 minutes just to explain what jet lag is. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's another yeah. option. <laughs> Blue, I think you're the only one you who can to. hear it's and blue. respond. So the whole planet is broke up into 24-hour time zones. <laughs> blue is going to unbuckle herself, go to the door, open it, slide it open. Yeah. Uh, on the other side is a stewardess. Um, is it the one in the room who was fucking? No. No. Ah, oh, darn. <laughs> No, this one is kind of has short hair, uh, short in of uh, herself, uh, wearing a gold vest, and gold scarf around her, her neck. Um, we're about to take off, uh, so please uh, let the rest of the cabin know uh, to get in their seats, buckle in, and we'll let you know when we're up in there, so you can go about the cabin. Did you need anything? Water? Um, orange juice? Mm-hmm. I would like orange juice. All right, sure. I'll be back uh, before that we take off. Thank you. She smiles and heads down the row. Blue's gonna like glance down after her. What does she see? What does the plane look like down this like aisle? Yeah, so you guys are in the back of the plane, top back. Um, looking down the aisle to the front, you see cabins on either side, uh, screen doors closed. And then it looks like the front half of the plane on the up, uh, the, the second floor of this, um, is just this amazing, um, luxury seats. Um, and you see people there, everyone's getting comfortable and ready. And you see stewardess making sure everyone is enjoying themselves. Um, it's nice. Cool. Okay. Blue's going to go back in. And sorry, Aiden, are you lying on the bed? Is that where no, I was sitting you? on the chair, uh, buckled in because I know that, you know, if I go into the bed, they're going to get me out. I've got the blindfold. I got the sleeping mask over my eyes and I've got an earbuds in listening to some, I don't know. If you and Autumn seem situated, then uh, uh, then I was going to call myself Autumn. Blue's just going to sit down, strap in, wait patiently for the flight to like take off. That's it. She's back into her waiting mode. Uh, Aiden, I'll probably come to, I might have noticed the movement or the door knocking. Go, oh, if, when they, uh, next time they come by, make sure to ask for as many complimentary items as they have on their menu. They're, 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 they'll have a bunch. Just tell them to just keep it coming. Okay, they will bring me orange juice as well. There you go. That's that's good, Blue. And I just lean back. <laughs> <laughs> good. 
Um, Autumn did keep a pretty close eye on Blue's movements, but kept mm-hmm. like the the she brought her own headphones, her big headphones, <laughs> um, and is slouching very much in the seat. Um, and and I think it's a good thing that we're in the nicer seats because Autumn's quite tall, so mm-hmm. having that extra space to kick her legs out, which are like reaching like almost under like the next seat in front of her yeah i mean that's that's today's lesson blue is always make the best out of every situation and take advantage of everything that can be gotten for free on a complimentary plane flight from a mysterious benefactor excellent excellent (laughs) aren't you worried at all about who this man is this benefactor uh who this person is what their name is where they live? Are they even in Italy? Are they just sending us on an errand? Whoever they are, they knew enough about us to be able to even contact us. They know enough about our situation to know that all three of us are still together. Was there a return address? Who knows about us? Have you been posting on the Instagram? No, Blue? no, I haven't had any internet contact as per your suggestions. I, I have just been keeping us one step ahead of everything that has happened. But what's the alternative? If we stayed back there, above that store, we'd starve. Living in a ditch. Live falling into obscurity. Obscurity is a fate worse than death. I want to Actually, that sounds that sounds pretty nice. Don't you want to know who she is? Don't you want to know what happened to us? I want to know who I am. We glimpse a truth. Some truth. I know what happened. What What do you think happened, Autumn? I think... I think you died. I think we all died and we came back and we saw something. Mm. But I think you died more than us, Blue. And, that, and that's why you can't remember. You got farther. And you're going to remember. Nonsense. Nonsense. We'll our minds and then we'll know. simply interpreted something that our brains just were not evolved to perceive. And we all suffered some sort of collective psychotic break. And this person, this university, this country that we're heading to, there's resources there. They'll be, won't be suffered from this institution of American education that is nothing but besmirching my name will finally have another chance to continue our investigations and to finally learn what exactly happened to all three of us. Do you think they'll be more like me? For that, I sincerely hope not. No, I think you're truly unique, Blue. Mm. That's why you're great. (laughs) Blue will smile. Uh, uh, rare... She's not like a super smiley person, but she will smile at that. She recognizes the compliment. And the door opens, and you are handed a glass of orange juice mm-hmm. and a nice plastic cup. Thank you, miss. I actually have to change my previous request. I would like all of the complimentary items that you can offer, please. <laughs> you don't have to phrase it like that. It's so embarrassing. Next time, uh, <laughs> when we come by with the cart, sure. <laughs> In the meantime, please uh, buckle up and get ready for takeoff. I have to teach Thank you the you art much. of tactfulness, apparently. <laughs> Slide the door closed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Blue is happily sipping her orange juice. She's very pleased with it. Juice is not a kind of expensive thing that they don't get that often. It's mm-hmm. only when daddy gives it to her at church. Oh, God. Daddy's orange juice. <laughs> Let's continue to refer to the proprietor of that store as Mr. Hastings. 
<laughs> going forward, please. <laughs> I'm sorry, did that uh, hit a note for you, <laughs> Professor? I don't know what you're talking about. Mr. Hastings is very nice to me. It's because he wants something. And that's, yeah, we offered something he needed. We got something we needed. But that relationship and that situation will thankfully be long behind us now. These are, after all, one-way tickets. Are we going to be in Italy forever? Nonsense. Once my reputation is restored and I'm back to being tenured, I'll be able to expense the the, the trip back. We'll be able to get back to the lives we left behind and we'll be able to find out what life it was that you left behind. Hmm. I wonder if I had a job. What do you remember? Blue's gonna look at uh, Autumn for a moment. Thinking about their earlier reminiscence on the map. I just think it something looked blue. I think... Autumn gives a little shake of her head. Boo will just say, I think there are other people there, but I don't know. Autumn nods. Well, once we get you onto an EKG meter and we run an MRI, there's, we need equipment, Blue. We need to see your brain. And so hopefully once we get there where we're going, we'll have access to all sorts of equipment and laboratory instruments and we can finally figure out what exactly is making your brain tick. Have you ever had a machine EKG on you? Yes, it's harmless. And you get to see up on a screen where all the interesting activities happening in the brain. If you're thinking about tennis or if you're thinking about doing lists. Uh, I don't don't know what people (laughs) think about, really. You get the idea. Okay. When is this plane going to take off already? (laughs) Right now I'm thinking about killing you. (laughs) (laughs) Committing murder. (laughs) That's my thoughts. All right, who's going to go quiet? Uh, Everyone gets buckled in and you feel the uh, plane start to shake and move forward. Uh, The dotted yellow lines becoming a blur as you're going down the road and then you're up. Still night. That's my favorite moment, that rush of feeling when the plane engines go to full throttle and you feel the push mm-hmm. back into the chair and then as soon as the wheels leave the ground and you're just flying, breaking all sorts of conventional evolutionary standards of humanity, we are now in the air and all because of human engineering. Autumn's hands have curled in to grip the armrest. She has never flown anywhere in her life. She's quite nervous, but also in awe. Watching out yeah. the window. Blue is totally are, relaxed. Are you gripping the armrest or? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Aiden, being the engineer that he is, would be describing the sound of like, this is what the wing is doing right now. And there's the engine. There's the landing gear going in. He's heard all the sounds. He probably was the kind of kid who would have had like a model airplane and would have really gotten into Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, but it's still dark outside. Uh, it seems to be getting darker by the minute. 
thighs, you guys glide through the air, going up into the clouds, a pitter-patter of rain against the wings. You can kind of see uh, the lights at the end of the wings uh, from your window. Uh, the pilot's voice comes over, the same voice you recognize, Blue, and says, uh, we are now up in the air. You are free to move about the cabin. He's angry with me. I put up on the on the TV screen, I set it to the channel that shows like the current yeah. destination with the dots as we're moving. It shows you our current altitude and our speed and our time of arrival. Mm-hmm. Blue is actually going to, as seeing that, she's going to pick up like she's accrued some sort of small notepad since being the professors and she's going to start noting altitudes down as they climb. And just like sort of scribbling notes about what's happening on the flight. Like, that's the only thing she's doing, just sort of focusedly doing that because it's the only stimulation around her. That's good. These notes are going to be good research details for my paper later when I'm given a, a Nobel Prize for the study into your brain. In uh, classic autumn fashion, she cannot stay still very long. Um, so, as soon as she sort of feels like she's brave enough to, she will unbuckle her seatbelt and get up and first start pacing the cabin um kind of like again sensing things out as is her habit has been since she was quite small and when the cabin starts to feel too small and too restrictive she will leave and pace the hallway that's adjacent thank goodness i was going to suggest that just go up and down the aisles you're in first class now they can't say no She rolls her eyes so hard, like her whole head rolls with it. <laughs> Just enjoy being on the upper crust for one night, Autumn. It's seven hours before we get back to being bohemians again. <laughs> Blue just watches her go. Blue has got her, uh, she will stay and do this for the next seven hours unless new stimulus is introduced. Because <laughs> that's who she oh, is. We'll go with that. <laughs> Just that. And we'll just uh, play Autumn. some uh, in-flight music for the next yeah. 16 episodes on the podcast. Thank you for coming out. We'll be announcing our next game shortly. <laughs> this is what Colt just is. like the ASMR sound of the airplane. The horror is in the waiting. Mm-hmm. It's like, is something going to happen? No. Aiden's Sometime. not worried about anything. Uh, you can feel free to walk around in Rome. I mean, we're all on a plane. Where are you going to go? So... It's like one of those movies that just builds the tension and tension, tension, but nothing actually happens. Yeah, nothing ever snaps. <laughs> but like, uh, uh, Aiden isn't like Aiden would keep a closer eye on Blue when we were in the city, but on an airplane now, yeah. uh, between the two of you, like, where are you gonna go? Back and forth to the aisle, maybe to the lavatory. Um, exactly. I mean, There's they don't no... allow tours into the cockpit anymore, not since the towers fell. So for now, you're just yeah. gonna have to stick to you know walking around just don't talk to people they, they like to stick to themselves you don't want to be weird about it and there's nowhere to run here there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to you'll be fine thanks i hate it but honestly <laughs> you should just do what i'm doing and sleep through it because the once we get there you're going to be dealing with a five-hour time difference yeah it's tough and like you guys are tired. You guys got to the airport like around 3 a.m. Flight left around 5. Yeah, it's... It feels like purgatory. Mm-hmm. The hum of the engines. We probably had to leave, too, at a time when we knew uh, Mr. Hastings wasn't going to be around because he, he, he might have gotten weird about the fact that we were putting Blue into a taxi and never coming back. 
The good news about not paying rent is we also didn't have to give notice. (laughs) Blue will eventually then fall asleep just like with her head. Yeah, so Aiden and Blue uh, fall asleep after a while. Autumn, do you ever sleep or just kind of pace? Um, I think eventually Autumn will reluctantly return to her seat. Well, we have uh, a bed now that we're in flight. If you want to lie down more comfortably. She's not getting in that bed. (laughs) No. Is blue? Anytime Autumn passes the bed, that vision kind of... Oh, nonsense. Well, if neither of you are using the bed, then I'll take the bed. (laughs) And he he unbuckles and and he he gets into like, like like a... pair of pajama pants that he brought along yeah. with him and uh, curls up into one of the bed, into the, the one bed in the cabin that we're sharing. Please describe the pajama pants that Aiden Kels is wearing. It's like black and beige flannel colors with the n- one knee pad that's been since stitched with an old sock that got worn out. So he's got like a, like a sock material over one knee pad. And it's being held together by a single string. And it's too long for him. He hasn't figured out how to hem pants, so he he rolls them up. Autumn knows how to hem pants, but would absolutely (laughs) refuse to help Aiden whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want you want to be weird about the bed. I'll take it. So yes, Autumn will sit in the seat, recline the seat, and maybe nod off. Instantly snoring. What is your fiance's name, Aiden? It was Aiden, sorry. Yeah, you can um, feel her hands kind of rubbing your head, uh, laying on the bed here. It's nice. Rubbing against, you said my forehead? Uh, it's your head, running your fingers through your hair. I brush it away like, you know, when your hair gets in your forehead and you don't like having a bang, you want to push it out of the way. It's like pushing out of my eyes. I just kind of move my hand past it, clean it off. Yeah. Aiden, Aiden, wake up. I, I want to talk to you. <laughs> I, this is, this is nonsense. I, I open up one eye. I roll around and mutter under my breath. This is not the time. Yeah, you, like, open your eye and you see, like, this large window looking out to um, the university uh, you attended. This apartment complex was right across the street. Uh, So you can see the library in between several buildings. Um, The American flag hanging uh, somewhat tattered. It needs to be replaced sometime uh, this month. Uh, But you know it won't. Uh, But you feel her nudge you again. Aiden, please... Well, this is just silly. Looking around at this silly dream I'm having. Must have been all the times thinking about all those conventions and meetings I was going on. All that traveling. Of course I'd think about you. Okay, Aiden. I'm looking at this paper you published, and I I have to say it, it... It sounds like what we talked about, the the research I was doing. 
Oh, this is awkward. That was supposed to be published the day after I left. They must have sent it out early. Left where? When I took your ideas, of course. When I made why them my own. You... Aiden, why are, why are you talking like that? Why are you doing this? Your ideas were never going to make it anywhere. No one was ever going to hear your ideas. They were brilliant. They were unique. They were mine. I... They would have been forgotten. I've given them voice. And I've made a career from it since then. Okay, but but how how about how about me? How how about us? You're leaving? Are are you leaving us? The ideas you proposed were bigger than us. There's no idea bigger than than us, Aiden. We had a, a plan. I mean, sure, we weren't going to have a family, but we we you and I were going to be together. Married in academia, exchanging ideas as intellectual equals? Aiden wants to react to this thing like it's his, this is his Christmas carol moment. I understand it. It's the three spirits coming in the middle of the night to warn me about the evils of my life. You are just a figment of my past, of some forgotten guilt because of all the time I've been spending with Autumn and Blue and all the hope I have of where we're going to now, and you have just brought up old ghosts buried deep away. I saw what you had, I saw what you were writing, I saw where you were going, and I saw that where you were going was nowhere, and I couldn't stand to see your ideas disappear like that. So I took them, and I made them bigger. And then you had to call it plagiarism, and you had to stand in my way and say that these were ideas that had been stolen from you. So I had no choice. Of course, I had to destroy your reputation to protect your ideas. To keep those alive. To change the world. Your feelings for me didn't matter after that. I thought it would be different. Do you have any idea what it's like to be a woman in academia? after what you've done to me? Being a woman in academia was going to be that way whether or not I helped or hindered. No one was ever going to listen to you. I did you a favor. Getting you out of that life before you had a chance to fall into a sunk cost fallacy of it all. I should hate you, but... I don't think I pity you. You see tears going down her eyes as she races to the bathroom. This is a silly dream. (laughs) What do you want out of me, brain? What are you trying to accomplish by this, by torturing me? Yeah, you see a little bit of water spilling out from the bathroom uh, into the room. That you're occupying wooden floors, just a single bed with white sheets. And I get out of the bed and walk towards the room with the water coming out. Yeah, the bathroom. You notice there's a slight redness to the water. Oh, I see. Well, what is it you want to show to me today? And I open the door to the bathroom. And your eyes open up. You're back in the plane. 
laying down in the lovely cushion of the bed. It's not very soft. You can feel the steel underneath it. You see the rise and fall of Blue and Autumn's chest. The turbulence woke me up. Must be. Silly notions of guilt. feel like I should be keeping it together at this point. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Keep it together. After all of that. And so much denial, I should name a river after me. Uh, a one and a six. And a two is only an eight. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I yeah, didn't keep is... it together nearly as much as I thought I was role-playing that. Uh, I wake up from that you dream in a very off. different state. <laughs> yeah. You're Something take, happened uh, as I opened that two. door when I woke up, and I wake up in yeah. a sweat. I wake up with tears pouring down my face like I've been crying in my sleep. And it's not even a case where the snoring turned into sobbing and the two of you, if you have headphones off, you would have heard this. And then I wake up in a start and I wipe my eyes and I roll away so you can't see my face, but my pillow is stained with sweat and tears. My hand is shaking going like, why would I feel like that was years ago. It was years ago. What's done is done. What's done is done. What's done is done. But I still take, what did I take? Um, minus two stability. Minus two stability. Yeah, how was that? So yeah. I'm. Uh, you definitely feel. So like composed is where we start. The, like, Does that mean I'm now at unfocused or at uneasy? Mm-hmm. I'm unfocused. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so yeah, you, you're like you're thinking you should probably go to a restroom and like you know splash water in. Yeah, your but that face. would mean getting out of bed and then seeing my face. So. <laughs> well, it's dark, so maybe they won't. <clears throat> I don't know. Get <laughs> if I. I mean, we're asleep, I to, so... I can't, I can't walk around. I can't leave the cabin with my bare feet, so I have to fumble around in the dark and put some socks on. Go for a walk to the lavatory. I need some fresh air, I'm going to say as I slide the door open and walk out. Yeah, uh, you open the door, um, and it's really dark. You only see the red emergency lights humming down to empty chairs to your Yeah, the aisle is illuminated on the floor. But everything's been dimmed down so that everyone else can be sleeping. But there is no one. No one there. Looking to your left down the hall to the first class seat sat staring out uh, towards the TV screen. The TV screen is black and white grain and no one is in their chair. What, like static? Silly. Those are HD televisions. They wouldn't be capable of displaying static. <laughs> Why wouldn't I just be displaying the map? There's no one in their seats. Well, the plane just must not have been as full as I thought it was. We were the lucky ones. We got upgraded. And that just means there's less likely to be someone in the lavatory and I won't have to wait in line. Like the people that in coach are undoubtedly doing, dealing with crying babies. That one person who probably brought a comfort cat along with them. Turn right instead of towards the empty chairs, and I go down the aisle towards the uh, first-class washroom. 
Excellent. You step inside this claustrophobic little thing. Uh, a little bit of air coming in from the, the toilet hole. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Get the faucet on to bring some water and splash my face with some coldness. Yeah, as you do, you can kind of feel a little bit of sweat uh, starting to come from your hair. Uh, your The hairs on your arm kind of stand up as if you're being looked at. Uh, and then you look up. In the mirror. Yeah. And that's where we'll end it for the session. The... <laughs> If this was a TV show, it would just be focused just to my eye as it widens. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 40. And then, and then back out in the hallway, the, 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 the bathroom door clicks to Occupied. Yeah. Uh, Occupado. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Oh. It's an Italian air flight. <laughs> Cult Flight 191 will continue next week. Stay up to date with what we have planned here on the Terrible Warriors by following us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. And if you are a Patreon supporter, we'll be aiming to send you each episode a week before we post them to the world so that you may know the dark secrets of the truth before anyone else. You can help support the Terrible Warriors by donating whatever amount that you like at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. And every month I host a private game from our Patreon sponsors. So if you would like to participate in that adventure, either check out the Patreon page or send me a direct message through our Discord server. Links are available at terriblewarriors.com. And your cast today on the Terrible Warriors, Ainsley Moore, Kimberly Doing, myself, Justin Eacock, and Game Master Mitch Wallace. Cult Divinity Lost is published by Helmgast. Our theme music is by Epic Game Music. All other music is licensed through Epidemic Sound, and editing is done by Justin Eacock. Next week, 30,000 feet in the air, Flight 191 reveals the true natures of our passengers and startling revelations about where they are really from and where they may be going. It's a hands-on experience in the third episode of our playthrough of Cult Divinity Lost. And until that time, dear listener, stay safe, be good to each other.